Hello, everyone, and welcome to EHS on Tap. I'm your host, Justin Scase, Senior Editor of the EHS Daily Advisor. Now, despite all the challenges currently facing business and industry, there arguably has been no better time to be an environment, health, and safety professional. Driven in part by the COVID-19 pandemic and also by the return on investment provided by strong safety and sustainability programs, organizations are valuing environment, health, and safety perhaps more than ever, and this presents great opportunities for the EHS field. However, these opportunities may also add to the complexities surrounding hiring and recruiting for EHS positions. So today on EHS on Tap, we're talking with the two co-founders of a service dedicated specifically to hiring and recruiting for EHS functions, and they have some timely information and advice for our audience. Joining us today on the show are Michael Zal and Michelle Tinsley, co-founders of Yellowbird, an online two-sided marketplace that quickly and easily connects EHS professionals with businesses on demand, facilitating the right people in the right location with the right experience for the job. So Michelle and Michael, welcome and thank you for being with us on EHS on Tap. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here. Yeah, thank you, Justin. Now, to start things off, could you tell us a little bit about yourselves and what brought you together to co-found Yellowbird? Sure, I'll uh, I'll kick us off. Uh, so this is Michael Zhao. So I um I had this brainchild in the back of a, a back of an Uber, and I'll get to that in a moment. But my background is actually I'm from California. Um, I uh, born and raised, went to school in Northern California, and uh, and was part of the Internet Foundations. Uh, I'm a little older than most tech startups uh, and in today's day and age. But uh, my passion has always been on meaningful work. And what I mean by meaningful work is touching on people and impacting people in a positive way. And so I was uh, fortunate enough to have a long career in satellite communications of all things, geostationary satellite. And the driver behind satellite is environmental health and safety. And what I mean by that is uh, the number one thing that will get an organization shut down in mining or um, construction or in the emergency management field is the inability to call 911 or to get help if they need it. And so I got to know the dynamics of the EHS environment very, very well. And so um, through my passion for that and through my uh, knowing of these uh, dynamics, both OSHA as well as EPA and other things that are drivers of the business, I, I began to realize the biggest issue that most organizations have is knowledge set in the right locations. And so I uh, came up with this idea and I was very fortunate to be introduced to Michelle Tinsley here, uh, who I'll let her introduce herself in a moment. But uh, um, I was fortunate enough to be introduced to her about three or four months after founding the company. I was looking for a co-founder who um, was a great operator, who understand what we were doing and why we were doing it. We were very much changing an old model. And, um, and from there, Michelle and I connected and we, uh, we founded and launched uh, Yellowbird. So Michelle, why don't you talk about yourself too? <laughs> For sure. So I basically started my career at Intel, worked there 26 years in a variety of functions. Uh, I'd say 18 of them in finance and then um, became part of the Internet of Things business and grew that uh, 10x from when I started in 03 with them to 2016-ish. 
Um, then I moved into sales. And what I started realizing was I wanted to exit corporate and go more into the world of startups and smaller companies. I've been an angel investor since 2013, putting my personal investment dollars into startups. And I was kind of jealous at the, the pace and the speed and the learning that was occurring in that ecosystem. Um, so I ran my own consulting business for a while, and then I was introduced to Michael um, and said, yes, I could kind of put that consulting business off on the, on the back burner and partner with him. Obviously, coming from Intel, I value safety immensely, see that it's part of a great culture and valuing employees and keeping them so safe. So um, joined up with him. I've been here in Arizona for 22 years, um, transferred down from Oregon got my MBA here and have a husband and two kids. So we, we just love the outdoors and the fact that year round you can get outside and do fun sports. That's great. Thank you both for, uh, for those introductions. Before we move on, uh, Michael, you mentioned earlier you had a story about the founding of Yellowbird. Could we hear more about that? Yeah, so I mentioned before that um, I, I came up with the idea in the back of an Uber. So I, I, I always like to tell this story because... I enjoy it and I think people find it to be interesting. I try not to make it too long, but um, it was 530 in the morning. Uh, I was heading to Dallas on a business trip and the gentleman who picked me up was a very well uh, put together, articulate um, uh, man from Argentina or Chile, excuse me, he was from Chile. And um, he was actually um, driving an Uber. Uh, you know, he was in the 60s. Uh, again, uh, very, very... Uh, you can tell this man had a, a great background. And so I started talking to him on the way to the airport and he tells me that he was a very high ranking officer in the air force in Chile. And when he retired, he, he doesn't golf. He doesn't like television. He needed to keep contributing. And he came up to America to be closer to his grandchildren. And, um, and so he said, uh, he has a, he has a program every morning. He wakes up at 5.00 AM he gets himself together. He goes and drives Uber until 11 o'clock and he feels he's participated and contributed to, uh, to the community. And, and it wasn't for the money. It was for, uh, to be part of the community. So I started thinking about all the people I knew that in the EHS space who, um, were transitioning from the military, uh, from working 20 plus years, 30 years in, in industry, um, or even folks who are saying, you know what, I, I want to try and be a consultant. And so I'm going to do this on my own. And even my father did that when he retired, he tried to become a consultant and he was a very, um, he was a senior financial guy. He wasn't in the HS space, but thought that he'd be getting board positions and, uh, and consulting opportunities, but he really wasn't a salesman and he wasn't dedicated to the level that um, you really need to be to develop a larger, um, a good flow of opportunities. So that was the original thought. And so it, it stuck with me and it stuck with me for a while and I just couldn't shake it. And when you have an idea and you're somebody like me who can't shake an idea, uh, at some point you just have to try it. And so that's where I was. I was just, uh, I, I thought, you know, there, there's probably a better way of sourcing EHS and giving opportunities to people, not focused on the company per se, but focused on the professional. And if I keep the professionals happy and keep great professionals on the platform, companies will come to us. And that is the mindset. And that's different than most uh, staffing and recruiting firms. They work for the company and they try to find the professional. I'm trying to represent the best in our professionals and the companies then flock to us. 
So that's the that's the story. I I, I always like to tell it, and I hope it uh, I hope gave somebody a smile out there. <laughs> Now, um, of course, we're here today talking about hiring practices. Uh, that's, that's what Yellowbird does. So improving hiring practices, uh, you know, whether it's pairing professionals with the right opportunities to preventing discrimination in hiring, uh, those are important things across all industries. But what led you to focus Yellowbird specifically on the EHS field? So... You know, the gig economy is kind of a buzzword that's been floating around in the consumer world for quite some time. The Ubers and Lyfts and um, even uh, two-sided marketplaces, as they call it, like Airbnb, where you're able to take something that you have and monetize it to provide a service to somebody else. And so that foundationally is what any two-sided marketplace does. It, it connects. Um, and what I believe and what we believe as an organization is it's the ultimate in um, equality platforms if you do it right. Um, when you look for an Airbnb, as an example, um, you're as a as a host, as they call them, uh, ethnicity and and your background and your uh, status in life and all these other things, uh, whether you're a female or a male or of a certain uh, background and ethnicity, none of that matters. Do you have a great place? Have you represented that place um, in a way that somebody will benefit from and enjoy? And that's how Airbnb has been able to really scale because it, it takes what's most important and it puts it in, a, in an economic scenario. What we are doing is something very similar, but we're doing it for professional services where we look at people for their experience and their background and their um, not just their certifications and not just their degree, everything that you find on a resume, but looking a little deeper. And that's where technology really plays in. We're not a recruiting firm. We're not a staffing agency. We are a matching organization that matches consultants and professionals um, to opportunities. And it can be anything from one day to, um, to a week, a month. We've even had folks looking for people for 24 months on a project. And the only thing that matters to us is that we touch on the skills and capabilities, both soft skills, as they call it, the, the ability to culturally fit, and we're, and we're working on that, and providing the opportunity for professionals to say yes or no, um, not based upon anything other than the things that matter the most, which is, are they the right person in the right location that can do the job effectively? So what sorts of EHS career services does uh, Yellowbird provide and how do they benefit both employees and employers? Sure. So essentially as a professional on our platform, we do quite a few things to make it really easy for these professionals to do the work. We cover them with two types of insurance policies. One is an occupational accident coverage. So that's like a workman's comp. And the second one we cover them with is a professional liability policy. So again, a lot of folks say, well, you know, I work full time at XYZ corporate, but you know, I may want to do things on nights and weekends or take a vacation day every now and then and earn a few thousand dollars, but it's not really worth me taking the personal risk of doing that all on my own. If they wanted to go set up their own consulting business, there's at least $20,000 in kind of sunk costs of starting up a website, doing the legal framework, getting your first contracts set up. Um, so there's quite a bit of administrivia that they would have to do. That's not the fun part. Um, we do do all the billing, the collections, the invoicing of the customers. 
a lot of times with bigger customers, we have to run the gauntlet of a supplier management organization. So again, getting COI certificates of insurance to show you know that we're legitimate and, and validating all that with the supplier. So really what we take out of the way is all the not so fun stuff for the professional and really just let them do the work they love. You know, go do the audit, go do the training, go do the on-site work, um, whether it be environmental or construction, and then we pay them within 48 hours. And so they just love it because again, the, the price has already been negotiated. We, we see that a lot of these folks are very uh, detail-oriented, conscientious, almost like engineering types. They're not real fans of spending their time marketing mm. um, and doing self-promotion, which is honestly what you have to do if you're gonna do a lifestyle uh, consulting business. On the company's front, what we're doing is we're vetting these folks. We're making sure that um, it is not a tube and not every professional that expresses an interest makes it through our process. We do screen for things like soft skills, background. We do do a nationwide digital background check. So we make sure that if somebody has a criminal record, has it been recent? Is it serious? Uh, you know, if it's failure to stop at a stop sign or putting seatbelt on, you know, we're like, hey, everybody's human. But if it's more serious, we'll definitely say, you know what, they're, they're probably not right for our platform. Um, and so we, we do do that for the companies, again, to try to keep it easy. We've had a lot of bigger customers say, you know what, we've had five or 10 folks that used to work for us kind of lightly retire. We'd love to bring them back a few days a year. But again, it doesn't make sense from their supplier management org to start onboarding all these little onesie twosie companies. But they could go through Yellowbird and have these people come back as often as they wish. And we do allow them to ask for pros by name. Um, so if they, again, have a great working relationship with one, one of our Yellowbird pros, they can request repeat business with that pro as much as they like. We're just going to make sure that pro has the right background and experience to do the work that they're asking for. Um, but yeah, other than that, we'll, we'll match them. That sounds great. Sounds like a win-win a situation for, you know, em employees and employers alike, especially in the environment, health and safety space. Um, now I might like to switch gears just a little bit here and talk about um, some of the challenges uh, surrounding this, um, uh, this uh, current atmosphere. What's, what's the biggest hiring or recruitment mistake that's made in the EHS field on the part of both employers and perhaps also EHS professionals who are seeking new opportunities? I'll take this one. So Justin, the, I'd say the biggest, I won't, I mean, it's a mistake, but the reality is it's more of a, it's more of a process and protocol issue. Uh, doing things the way things have always been done is a challenge for everybody. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're disrupting, right? That's what Yellowbird's about is really shifting how things are done. And the mistakes that we've seen that we're really trying to address is on the employer side or on the person who needs help side is thinking in their mindset of, oh, well, I have a safety person. Um, and, or yeah, we, we, we already, we know all of that because they, they think that the generalists that they have internally, no matter how well, um, you know, educated and our backgrounds are, we are all strapped for our resources, time, energy, and things to that effect. So the number one issue that we're seeing right now is folks that are doing things the way they've always done it. And part of that is even how you write your spec of your, of your job role. Um, the companies will say, you know, I need a certified safety professional who has a bachelor's degree, um, who is flexible in their, in their working capabilities. And if you can get more granular, if you can say, I want somebody who has a construction background, 
who understands industrial construction and welding safety, <laughs> then matching at that level, you can really get the right person for the role. And you may not need to have that as a full-time role. It can be, we look at it um, from, from our perspective as air traffic control versus firefighting, where you have the knowledgeable EHS, um, we call it EHS and S because sustainability does play into what we're doing. Mm -hmm. um, but EHS and S professional who's managing resources all across the country, but they're doing it in a sharpshooter kind of a way, if we make it efficient for them. On the professional side, um, again, our industry is full of, of folks. I mean, um, you know, we used to be called engineers back, uh, back in the day. And, uh, you know, ASSP used to be ASSE. Uh, and, um, you know, there's a lot of engineering components to it. And, you know, taking the time to present yourself in the best way that you can is always a challenge. Um, being, it's the normal things that you want to be able to do. But most importantly for us, what we're saying is folks aren't even putting their resumes together in a modern capacity. They're not representing themselves nearly for the, for the abilities that they have. And so on the, on the, you don't need to sell yourself per se, although we all do, let's be honest. But the most important aspect of it and the thing that we're solving for at Yellowbird is that we give you the opportunity to, at your own time, update your, your capabilities on the platform so that we can match you as well as possible. And I'd say that's the biggest issue that folks have right now is, you know, maybe they're, they've been out of the workforce for a while and their resume isn't quite where they want it to be. And you know, people get a little bit of writer's block. I think the Go Yellowbird platform really helps people concierge them through that process. So I'd say that's the biggest challenge. It's just representation of people for all that they really are. So as I mentioned at the beginning uh, of, of the episode, you know, especially amid the COVID-19 pandemic, but there's also plenty of other driving factors as well. Um, organizations are prioritizing EHS more than ever before. Uh, what trends, um, both the opportunities and also the challenges, do you foresee in EHS professional development and hiring in the post-COVID business world? Yeah, so I see a huge opportunity for the EHS um, function because COVID has heightened the thinking around employee safety to a whole new level uh, that we probably haven't been at in a while, especially for industries that aren't as industrial. So again, general industry, office workers, a lot of times they figured, hey, you know, what's the worst can happen? Carpal tunnel, tripping on the carpet, you know, but there's a whole new thought process around industrial hygiene. What is the air quality like at work? What kind of filters do we have? You know, what are they ready to catch? How often times an hour are we changing out the air? These are all things that now leaders in the business are thinking about because they want to ensure that as they bring workers back into the office, it's a safe environment. One of the biggest challenges I think they're going to have to overcome is rebuilding that trust with employees. I mean, they're going from where they perceive their safest spot possible, their own home, to now back into a public public space. Um, and in some cases you're subletting from, you know, a, a real, a real estate owner. And so how do you make sure that that landlord has really made sure that for your tenants, um, all the office environments are truly operating the way they should be. Um, so I see it is a great way to, again, segue in and get a conversation going around environmental health and safety. We've been doing quite a few 
um, what we call mock OSHA audits, which is to bring in our Yellowbird Pro as like a third party neutral pair of eyes to look at that business and say, if we were to pretend with an OSHA hat on that we're auditing your business today, what types of things do we see as hazards or things that you probably want to tighten up? How well are your policies understood by your employees um, so that we're proactively addressing those risks and not waiting for incidents to happen? Um, I think the second piece is it does point to the generalist that used to work and cover everything is now being supplanted by, wow, if I could get, say, an industrial hygienist on demand, that would be amazing. You know, we've seen churches and schools use us, which, again, never in the past would have hired these people full time. So just being able to get them for four hours or six hours or eight hours to to understand their new capacities and, and outlay a safe protocol is a great way to address that. So, you know, I'm hoping that what we can do is start encouraging new people to go into this industry. Uh, we've obviously seen a lot of young people want to get into sustainability. Um, you know, they're coming from a generation where they want a job that not only is, you know, ma making a good living, but they want to pay it forward and leave the earth a better place. So they're getting into the sustainability aspects pretty well in school. But can we also get them into the traditional occupational health and safety and environmental spaces so that, you know, we have new people coming in at the learning levels in this industry? Because long term, you know, we do need to refresh that and, and have new thinking. So it's a it's a funny and I'm going to dovetail on what Michelle said, which she said it better than I can. Um, but I'll dovetail on that and say it's amazing. So we uh, we're very active in our community out here in Arizona and we've uh, we're we're dedicated to giving back to our local universities. And we've had a couple of interns in here um, from ASU and um, and we've also used some outsourcing as a young company. You do. And people are saying, wow, you're your pros make that or, oh my gosh, you know, what a cool gig that I could go out and like and be in the field and, and look, you know, everybody thinks they have to become an accountant or they have to go down and get their business degree, uh, you know, this particular line without, without really realizing that there are some things that we do that are really dynamic and fun. And if you have a passion for helping others, um, this isn't, this industry is not an industry of, you know, uh, company cops as we used to be called, you know, we're, it's not an industry of hard, you know, jerks. It's an industry of people who really do care. And the more, in the, the one thing I will say, um, you know, if I take anything away from my passion for this industry is the honesty that we find in this um, in our platform is absolutely amazing. People like we'll send out. So the way our platform works, and I don't mean to be a pitch here or a big sales guy, but the way our platform works is that a company goes on, it's free for them. They fill out a form and say, I need somebody for XYZ need. Let's just say it's a mock OSHA um, audit at 15 locations. And so we send out um, a message to those 15 locations, anybody who meets the criteria and all 15 of those like locations across the country. And Makosha was a bad example, but I'll use it anyways, just because I'm already on a on a roll. Um, and the um, there will be people who look at it and they'll call up and say, I'd really like to do this job, but I don't know if I'm qualified. So can I get some more details? You know, they are so diligent in making sure that they're going to be able to achieve what is being asked of them. It's it's really heartwarming. It truly is. It's a, it's a wonderful industry. Um, and the more I support it, the ecosystem, the more I realize um, that this is full of really great people who, who need a 
who need an advocate. And that's what we're hoping that we that we are for everybody. So sorry, I didn't mean to go on a tangent there, but uh, it was just such a I always like to mention that because I really do love this industry. (laughs) No worries. Absolutely. It is a great industry to be in for many, many reasons. And um, this has been great. Uh, uh, Michael and Michelle, you've provided some excellent insights and good advice for our audience of environment, health, and safety professionals. Um, Now, for more information on Yellowbird and its services, uh, you can visit www.goyellowbird.com. And thank you so much, uh, Michael and Michelle, for taking the time to be with us today on EHS on Tap. Thank you. Sure. And as always, we'd like to thank our audience for tuning in today. Remember to keep an eye out for new episodes of EHS on Tap and keep reading the EHS Daily Advisor to stay on top of your safety and environmental compliance obligations, get the latest in best practices, and keep your finger on the pulse of all things related to the EHS industry. Until next time, this is Justin Scase for EHS on Tap. 